Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're building that fabric during the season through different challenges, adversity, the journey, that's what you lean on in situations like we had tonight. And we'll have to do it going forward, quite honestly, because it doesn't look like we're getting any healthier. Bills over the Steelers in the wild card round 31-17. That makes four straight seasons with a playoff win. And they don't even have to go on the road this time in round two. Home to Kansas City, a game that Bills fans and really I think NFL fans have been hoping for, you know, Bills fans dreaming about for years. When will they ever get to play the Chiefs at home? What's wrong with this league? Why is it fixed like this? Why do they hate us? Why does God hate the Bills? Why does Kansas City always get to play the Bills at home and therefore get all the calls? Well, here you go. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog Football Monday on a Tuesday here on uh, WGR. I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not even mad at myself for this continuing confusion I, over what day it is. I don't think you should be. Don't be hard on yourself. I mean, this coming on the heels of a couple of weekends where we had uh, Monday holidays. And just, you know, what day is it is a very standard thing during any holiday week, but I think it's especially tough when when the holiday falls on the Monday, Christmas and New Year's. So this feels like a continuation of that to me. So um, I don't know. I, I think I'll know when the week ends that it's over. Uh, between mm-hmm. now and then, I'm not sure I'll know what day it is. Hopefully you get it right more than you get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, like what happened to reverse AFC power rankings? I thought that was a Tuesday feature on this show. What happened to that? Well, maybe that'll be tomorrow. Is wow. I still want to do them. We've got the sponsor. Yeah. They're yeah. fun. The music's great. How how meaningful are they at this stage? You know, we get to decide where Pittsburgh lands. Where was where would Pittsburgh land on the power rankings after this weekend? Twelfth, maybe. I I don't know. The, far, farther down than they were last week, I think. Uh, I did that without you last Tuesday, and I could not see my way clear to put them. Below, like too far down because they were in the playoffs. So I, I, I know that's not how power rankings are kind of supposed to work. It's just how, how good do you think this team is? Forget the standings. But I, um, I, I, I was, uh, I was affected by the standings. Yeah, the whole this whole week power rankings. Trista's move. This whole week it's like it's like garbage in the city uh, during the holidays. And again mm. this week because of the storm, garbage day is a day late. So reverse AFC power rankings day late. Trista will be on Friday. Maybe a better question than where Pittsburgh lands is what about Miami? I mean, Miami, look, I mean, their season ended up 
really kind of meaning nothing. All that credit, all those wins, a three-game lead with five left, and it ends, and you still don't have a playoff win. This is go- this is 23 seasons now without a single playoff win. And I think you've got to ask the hard two questions mm-hmm. Be- because they, they needed more. They didn't have Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert for some of that. Okay. But, geez, like this, this is the way it goes. Just like New England with Mac Jones. You see Allen on the other side. How are you going to get there? And I don't know, wouldn't – no offense to the guy. I think a guy, a guy like that who's just seemingly constantly being criticized – you and I are the same. You know, we sort of want to root for those guys uh, because of that. But you, Bills fans are probably hoping he gets a contract. I would bet that they are, and I wonder. That'll be that'll be really interesting to watch unfold here because they have picked up the fifth year on him already, right? Is it what what year is he in? Yeah, that would be that would be that, next year. That was last off season. So they they have him. So they don't have to do something unless they feel like it will look bad if they don't, right? Like, we, we've already committed the fifth-year option to you, but do we want to go the quarter-billion-dollar contract extension route? Um, I would understand their reluctance to do that based on how things kind of unraveled for them, but, boy, it would be – considering how it started for him – and how things stabilized with McDaniel there and his confidence in Tua and Tua's confidence from that, uh, boy, I, I think it, it's a it's a hell of a spot. Like if they are genuinely wondering whether or not in in a in a division and in a conference and in a league where you've got guys who can make plays like Josh Allen made last night, whether you want to give your guy as explosive as their offense was for a lot of the year, you want to give that guy. A contract commensurate with what this this guy's making? I mean, he can't do half of what Allen can do. But the going rate is the going rate. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting spot. I I would agree. I think, um, I I would say my thought my my initial thought would be Bills fans. Yeah, go ahead, lock him up. We we got him. We, we got you then. We're, we're you're you're never gonna beat us <laughs> if you have that guy at quarterback and we have this guy. 803-0550, Mike Shope and the Bulldog, Eric Woods, Sal Capaccio, Ross Tucker lined up later. Let's talk to you now. We've got Mike with us. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Um, thank you. I was at the game last night. Um, absolutely electric. Awesome experience. I was in the end zone where Allen took that 52-yard run. Um, been to a lot of sporting events in my life. I'd have to say that is single-handedly the greatest thing I've ever witnessed. Um, living in a recently biased world, unbelievable. But I agree with both of you guys. Um, it is a little scary with the injuries, but I just think the Bills have to win this game. Um, they just they have to find a way. And it, like you said, Mike, it erases 13 seconds and all those other demons we want to get out of here. So I'm excited to see it, and uh, go Bills. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's it, it doesn't quite erase it. But it's certainly redemption because the Chiefs, it's a its a classic game. It's an all-time classic NFL game that we don't get to enjoy. Made worse by the fact that it looked like it was going to be the very greatest Bills win to enjoy. You know, you're that, you're that close to that, and then it's taken away. 
Kansas City loses the next week. You know, like it's not that's not their year either. That that game isn't sort of like a a huge moment on the way to a championship. They'd won the year before, or maybe two years before, and then they'd lost the Super Bowl, then they lose to the Bengals after beating the Bills in that game. So it's not like it's, it's not not I guess I want to say it's not as great for them as it is bad for us. <laughs> that that loss uh because of that, but it's just like one of one of these years the Bills who have been right there have even beaten Kansas City three years in a row. One of these years you have to come out ahead of them in the end. And what an amazing opportunity you have to control that here. And then you maybe have Baltimore to deal with uh, the following week. But uh, that can wait. <laughs> it's, it's, only about, yes, it can. Yeah. it's only about Kansas City and, and this Sunday. So cool. So cool. That uh, Mike did not sound bulldog like he was one of the many people Josh Allen says, uh, screaming at him to slide on that run. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I wonder who, who exactly was screaming slide. Uh, was Sean McDermott screaming slide? Was, didn't McDermott say I, last night after the game that in his headset, Brady was yelling slide and then went, go, go, go! Like, you know, sort of like the, the, the old one with the, the basketball coach standing on the sideline, guy launching a three-pointer, like, no! Oh, yeah, cool, good. <laughs> a little bit you like better that. make it. Yeah. You better make it. Yeah, uh, Mitch Morse was, I read, one of the people yelling slide. I didn't well, hear that. Alan, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Alan ignored him. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think I, I, I did see some debate today on social media about whether or not he faked a slide. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't I don't feel like he faked a slide. I think the reputation of quarterback sliding and him being where he was on the field, I mean, I would not be surprised if any Steeler defender in the immediate area was letting up thinking he's about to slide. And then he didn't. He threw some sort of barely coordinated juke at, at someone and then just kept going. Uh, but I, I think I think the proclivity of guys to slide – helped him on the play, even if he didn't fake a slide. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, he, he changed his speeds. He, he looked like he was about to go down. But he doesn't actually sort of make that motion. So it's, it's not a fake slide. But, you know, defensive players are in a you know, almost impossible position. He gets hit later in the game and, like, as he'll do, sort of exaggerates it, throws his head back. He probably, he probably barely even felt that hit. Um, but you know, ah, oh! yeah. and gets the flag on that. That's what he's there for. You know, he's trying to he's trying to game it. So um, he's it's working, it's working. But what are the? We, we've had this with the Bills. Every every fan is frustrated by this. Every defensive player is frustrated by this. How you know you're not really sure what to do. Your your guy's not really sure what what he's going to be able to do. Can't get go at him aggressively. Can't go at him low. Can't go at him high. And then you end up seeing just basically feeling like you can't go at him at all, and he does that. <laughs> He's so big and fast anyway. Good luck. Let's go to Carl next. Hello, Carl. Hey, Choke Bulldog. Happy Victory Tuesday. That feels like a Monday. Um, <laughs> really proud of the team. Really proud proud of the way they played. Um, you know, the defense stepped up big. Steelers won three games in a row. You know, they weren't. They weren't uh, there to lose the game, and we played pretty well. 
I got a couple questions for you. First one, Isaiah Pacheco, James Cook. I think that's the matchup of the game. Obviously, Allen and Emma Holmes are the stars, but I think uh, the running back that plays the best is going to you know, influence the outcome of the game. And then my other question, what's up with Tyler Bass? Uh, not feeling too confident after uh, his performance yesterday. Well, I, I certainly understand why you wouldn't be feeling confident about. I mean, you know, it was a it was a an odd game for him. Even the opening kickoff was was off. Uh, then you get the block on one that looked really low. Like it wasn't like somebody had to really extend to block that field goal. Uh, and then you got the weird squibber there at the end. So um, yeah, it was a it was a was a was a tough day for him, uh, for sure. Um, I like James Cook. Pacheco's excellent. I think this game comes down to which one of these quarterbacks keeps plays alive and, and, and makes the difference. I mean, it, it, sure, uh, if one of these teams has a dominant day running the football, then may, maybe that is what swings the game. But, I, I mean, I think the, the, you said it. The, star, the stars are the quarterbacks, and I'd expect this game to come down to which one of them can get it done. Yeah, I, I would prefer not to overthink that one. The running backs are fine. There's a pretty good chance – the running back who has the best numbers is placed for the team that won. But that doesn't, that doesn't even have to mean that they were really the reason for that, just kind of game script. If, you're, if you get ahead, you're going to run the ball more. Um, just, I don't know how much we'll be able to say in terms of, you know, speculation how teams, like really the X's and O's for this game, but I just, I'm fascinated by two coaches that have not only this Bills Chiefs history, this plentiful history, but also that go back so far as colleagues and, you know, even friends, just what they have left for each other that is different and could it be in any way surprising. Like, what does Andy Reid have left to show Sean McDermott and vice versa? They have played seven times the bills and chiefs is not it's not a, it's a division rival but this is the eighth meeting between the bills and the chiefs since mcdermott got here it's the seventh in four seasons so you've had playoff games they're all big games where like the bills game in kansas city they changed offensive coordinators they're like oh, they, they looked at it as a must-win game kansas city really didn't by the way so maybe it's a little bit advantage chiefs in this way that the Bills had to sort of let it all out at Arrowhead to get that win, which they did, and they still were lucky to get it with that Kadarius Tony uh, mm-hmm. mistake. But eat, like as somebody that just is constantly consuming football content, it's still I, I love when this happens, and it happens a lot where it's like, oh, that's a little tactical thing that I did not notice or think about. You know, like the game is great for that, and I think there are really very few people who can sort of process all of that. What you know defensive alignments and just different things that are happening yeah. on the field but just i'd love to be able to in a week look back at this game and okay well what did these two coaches have left for each other because it can't be that <laughs> there can't be that much at this yeah. point yeah I, I mean reed has earned that reputation the super bowl last year certainly enhanced it with with those those two touchdown plays that they they got off plays. I'm pretty sure the story goes that they didn't run all year. 
but they knew or thought, you know, strongly suspected with how Philly played coverage that a certain thing would work, like bring the guy in motion and have him double back, and they won't follow that guy. And right. sure enough, it worked. So with all these times that they've played, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, things that Reed might think that they can spring on him because of tendencies and whatever. So you've got, you know, I, you know, you've got a short week here to try to get ready for it, and hopefully McDermott can avoid walking into any kind of a trap. I mean, the Chiefs, the, these years with Mahomes and Reed, they they run trick stuff. I mean, they they run the ring around the rosy play where they're just all circling in the huddle and they break the huddle and the tight end takes the snap and throws the ball to McKinnon or something. Like the Chiefs are, are famous for that. This year, I want to get with Alex Gold again this week if we can. I feel like that's just kind of dried up. The, the offense has been so limited, the, the basics have meant that a lot of that sort of free-roll stuff is just maybe uh, has disappeared from Kansas City. They, they haven't be, been able to afford it. Like they, they, they can't run. They haven't been able to score enough, uh, you know, traditionally, if you will. So, I don't know. Like, with this team, you might expect some of that. But I think this year has just been a trying year for their offense. The Dolphins didn't really give them much of a fight, you know. Like, they – they didn't have to uh, dig deep, other than the fact that it was really cold, um, offensively at least, to um, to beat the Dolphins, who end up only scoring seven points in that game. Eric Wood coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.